Welcome back for episode number 12 of the Blacksburg Buzz. I'm your host, Kyle Bean. Today we're going to be covering three of the women's Hokie Hoops games. It's going to be NC State on the road, a win against Boston College at home, and a win against Duke at home just last night. So without further ado, let's jump right into those. We're going to start with last night's game against Duke instead, just because it's the most recent. Hokies took a 61-56 win over the Blue Devils. Uh, the first quarter, it was all Duke from three. They made two of their five attempts while the Hokies were 0 for 3. They really didn't have a great shooting night overall. Uh, there were a couple players that really, really excelled for the Hokies that carried them through for the win, but overall as a team, a lot of trouble just scoring the basketball. Duke's defense, they were really good. The Hokies' defense balanced out on the other end, but it was just a low-scoring game overall. Players having just a tough time getting the ball in the hoop. So the first quarter, Hokies had at least four turnovers. There were a lot. Duke's just a good defensive team. Uh, you could tell that it was going to be a really scrappy, hard-fought game right off the bat. The two teams, they were just going at it, you know, taking good shots, but the defense was so disruptive that they just couldn't hit them. Hokies led by one thanks to Kitley leaving the first quarter. She had 10 points, so really carrying Tech through that. They had a tough stretch in the first quarter. Second quarter went a little bit better. Uh, it opened up really, really slow. They The Hokies didn't score until Kitley went to the free throw line with 6.22 on the clock. So that's about three and a half minutes of nothing for Tech to open up the second quarter. Not what you typically see out of them. The Hokies actually made their first field goal at 5.51. Karis Baker came in and hit a three. She does that all the time. Just coming off the bench, hits a big three, and the crowd just erupts. So Baker came in and hit that three. That was the Hokies' first field goal of the second quarter. Meanwhile, Duke got a few. They had a few buckets here or there. They went up five because a few shots from the free throw line, a three, and a layup from Okanawa. So Duke ended up going up five during the second quarter. After the media timeout, Baker hit her three, and the Hokies really got moving after that. Kitley had two of her signature post fades, and then Amor hit a pull-up three, and Eck hit a jumper. Ended up going into halftime up three, coming back from that down five situation that they were in during the second quarter. So went into the locker room to cool off, recollect themselves, came out for the third quarter. Ashlyn Jackson had a quick layup, but the Hokies came back with five points in succession to go up six with about eight and a half minutes left. They did let the Blue Devils come back and tie it up. They were just going back and forth for most of the third quarter. Going into the fourth, they were tied 42-42. Really low-scoring game for these two teams. We're very used to seeing the Hokies hit that 75-point mark 
in Castle, uh, where all the fans get a chicken biscuit from Bojangles. So seeing 42 going into the fourth quarter, watching the game, it wasn't surprising because of so many missed shots. The defense was so active and disruptive on both ends, but just from a season perspective, that's not something you're used to seeing for Tech. Usually they have 50, maybe 60 points. Earlier in the season, some of those out-of-conference games, you'd see Tech with 70, 80 already in those games where they finished with you know 80, 90, 100 points. So this one was a little bit different from those. The fourth quarter, Virginia Tech finally found a way to grab some separation. Them and Duke, they just kept going back and forth. Couldn't really get on any good runs. It was just really tough for both sides. Both coaches said that the Hokies just executed a little bit better down the stretch. Those late minutes, Tech was a lot better with their execution of the game plan. The Hokies made a few more shots. They did a really good job on inbounds, specifically in the fourth quarter. Duke was pressing really tough. Hokies got the inbounds in pretty efficiently. I don't think they had any turnovers off of those, or if they did, it was only one or two. They were really good at getting the ball in, and then they were really good at keeping Duke from getting the ball in. Their inbound defense was really solid. They had a lot of plays where they just tipped it out real quick. They did mention in the press conference that so many tips on those inbounds to go out they kept having to run different sets than the ones that they actually wanted to and so you know that definitely worked in tech's favor getting duke out of their initial game plan they were kind of making stuff up on the fly because they weren't ready to inbounds two three maybe even four times in succession there were just so many tips from whoever's guarding the inbounder just the rest of the defense, they were really active on that end. Virginia Tech was up only one point with two and a half minutes left. Kitley ended up getting a shot up to make it three. And then Amor finally hit a very timely three for the Hokies. She was at the top of the key wide open. She'd been struggling with just shooting from all over all night against Duke. Their defense, uh, Okonwa, was really disruptive against her and just couldn't get the shots to go. Uh, she definitely made a lot of impacts around. She had a few steals. Amor's always good at pushing the pace and getting the ball moving around, but shooting-wise, she was much less efficient than we're used to. But she did have that three to really get Tech that late-game separation after letting Duke climb right back into it. They really got that buffer with not much time left. Amor hit that three with about 20 seconds on the clock to go up six. So at that point, you kind of knew that the game was really over. Duke only ended up scoring three points in the final two minutes. The Hokies' defense was stellar in crunch time. The only bucket was a three from Kennedy Brown. She hit it with nine seconds left, cutting the Hokies' lead to three. But then Amor hit some free throws, and the Hokies defended well. K-9 
came out with the win with a few seconds left and got it to go for five points in the books. Shooting-wise, rough game all around both teams. Duke was 37% from the field, 28% from three, and they were 65% from the free throw line. That was one area where they really let it slide. They only hit 13 of 20 of their free throws. The Hokies, on the other hand, 41% from the field. They made 22 of 54 shot attempts. They only shot 28% from three. That's a lot lower than we're used to seeing. Made five out of 18 and made 12 of 14 free throws for 86%. Just poor shooting all around. It was really a defensive game. Uh, Ashlyn Jackson had 18 points for Duke, two blocks. She shot three of seven from deep, so she made three of their five three-pointers. Aluchi Okonwa, 11 points. She had 11 rebounds as well, six on the offensive side. That was a big deal for both teams. There was a lot of offensive rebounds with so many missed shots. Both teams, I think Duke had 18 and the Hokies had 15. So both teams were just way up there in the offensive rebound category. Okonwa also had a block and two steals. She was really good on defense. She was on Amor for a lot of the game, just disrupting her, getting in the way, affecting shots that normally the Hokies wouldn't have a tough time making, but just affecting them a little bit made a really big difference. And then Reagan Richardson had 11 points as well. For the Hokies, Kitley really put the team on her back. 34 points. That's only two less than the Castle Coliseum record. That was from Anna Freeman of App State. So Kitley with 34. She had 12 rebounds, 7 on offense. She has been amazing on the offensive boards, especially the last few games. You know Kitley's going to rebound well. She's a double-double machine, but on the offensive end specifically, she has been killing it the last couple weeks. Kitley also was 13 for 17 shooting. Really efficient night for her. Really balanced out with the rest of the team. If she hadn't been so efficient, I would hate to see what those numbers would look like from the group because she was really the one that was uh, just efficient from all over. Everyone else was struggling. Amor had 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. She only shot 4 of 21 from the field, a little bit under 25%. She also had 6 turnovers, so you can see that the defense was really getting to her. She still ended up making quite an impact, especially with that late 3, but not a game we're used to seeing from her. And then Eck had 11 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 out of 5 from the field. She made 2 of 2 from deep. So Eck was that other really great shooter for Virginia Tech against Duke. She was one of the two that really just made it happen. A few notes on the game. The freshmen, they've been huge. They played pretty well. You know, Karis Baker... She just keeps coming in and having that big three. Coach did mention that 
as she gets more comfortable on the defensive end, she'll start playing more minutes at a time. Uh, she doesn't come in for too long for each of her stints in the game. But as she gets more comfortable defensively, she'll be playing longer stretches of the game. You know, Clara Strack has been incredible this year, especially on the boards. She's been making a huge difference. When her and Kitley are in the game, the Hokies just have so much height. 6'5 for Strack, 6'6 for Kitley. A lot of teams that the Hokies have played don't have anyone over 6'3. Or if they do, it's only one. And when you've got Strack and Kitley in the game, a lot of times one of the two is going to get guarded by someone that's 6'1", 6'2". And just having two huge presences in the post, the rebounding is incredible with just one of them in the game. But when you throw both in, it's just hard to stop. Carly Wenzel has been good defensively. She hasn't been as effective on the offensive side as uh, maybe she would hope for but she's definitely been coming along lately you can see she's been a little bit more efficient getting a few more points on the board so those three especially have been huge for tech it's going to be really interesting to see how they fare coming into the ACC tournament and March Madness ESPN recently had their early rankings for March Madness. They had the Hokies at the 12 slot. They were the three seed in the Portland 2 regional. So we'll have to see how these last couple weeks, if Tech can really finish out strong. They're on an eight-game win streak. If they can keep that going, maybe they can get a slightly higher seed moving into the tournament. Another thing that the team spoke about after the game was the trust between the players. Matilda Eck was talking about how, you know, yeah, Georgia had a tough night, but she doesn't care if she's 0 for 5 or 5 for 5 from 3. They want her to take that sixth shot. The team is so confident and trusting in all the teammates that they know that off nights are going to happen, but you've got to trust your team. They know that Georgia is going to make those big shots, especially when you really, really need her most. Even if, you know, one player has a tough game, when you need them to knock it down, they're going to. So you just got to keep going to them and let them know that, hey, you know, we know you're having a tough game, but you can hit this. We see you hit it all the time. Your light's out in practice. Your light's out most games. So just keep shooting. It's going to come. One note on the offense, while they weren't shooting well, they also weren't moving as well as we typically see. It seemed like the Hokies weren't swinging the ball quite as much. They did a lot of high to low action from the points down into Kitley and sometimes Strack down in the paint. The paint points for Virginia Tech were crazy. They had 34, maybe 36 in the paint. But just swinging the rock around the perimeter, it felt like that wasn't happening as much as we typically see for them, which could account for a little bit of that defensive disruption. When you're moving the rock around the perimeter so quickly, a lot of times you're going to find that open player. But with a little bit less of that happening, I'm not sure if that was a reaction to the poor shooting or if that was a contributor to the poor shooting. 
but I think that was definitely something that was a little bit uncharacteristic for Tech that just might have affected the game a little bit. Now we're going to backtrack over to Virginia Tech's game at NC State about a week ago. NC State was ranked third at the time. I believe the Hokies were in 16 at that point in the AP poll. Uh, this was Tech's second win against the Wolfpack, 11-point victory on the road, 72-61. to Liz Kitley was hot once again. She had 10 points in the first quarter. The team made two of their four threes. One was from Eck and one was from Kayla King. Isaiah James had seven points for NC State, the first seven points for the team. Uh, she was cooking in the first. Sanaya Rivers, she hit one just a little bit before the buzzer, cut Virginia Tech's lead to two going into the second quarter. So pretty tight game early on. First half was really competitive. Rivers was getting downhill, attacking really effectively. James was attacking from three. She hit back-to-back -back threes about midway through the second. Really awesome sequence there with Amor. And then Hokies came into halftime with a four-point lead against the Wolfpack. Not very safe against such a talented team, but definitely happy that it was a close game and the Hokies had the edge. Third quarter, Tech hit two threes early on to go up 10 points. Feeling really, really good at this point, up 10. NC State was scoreless for the first four and a half minutes of the third quarter. They were struggling. They had a bunch of missed shots and two turnovers during that time frame. Hayes ended up breaking it with an uncontested three. That was her seventh point of the game. She'd go on to score 13 more later on. Tech ended up missing a ton of threes in the third, but they took so many that they made quite a few. They were 5 of 13. They missed eight threes, but making five, they shot at a pretty good percentage. Can't complain about that. They also had six offensive rebounds during that quarter, and they forced three turnovers for the Wolfpack to help out quite a bit on that side. NC State, they only had eight rebounds total in the third, compared to six just on the offensive side for Tech. They were rebounding phenomenally. Credit to Kitley, credit to Strack. I know some other players had quite a few boards in there as well, but those two have really been carrying it on the offensive boards. Uh, Olivia Sumuel as well has been fantastic rebounding. Tech closed out with three threes under the two-minute mark to go up 13. Great little stretch for them to end the third quarter going into the fourth. Nice and hot, tons of momentum. Madison Hayes, she really took over for NC State in the fourth quarter. She had 11 of her 20 points then, only nine the rest of the game. Amor and Kitley, on the other hand, combined for 14 in the fourth. They never really let NC State climb back into it too closely. They led by a minimum of nine during that fourth quarter. 
So finished out the game pretty comfortably on top with an 11-point edge. And Virginia Tech took down the Wolfpack the second time this year. Both times NC State, I believe, was in the three seed. Ended up taking them down quite a bit in the next AP poll. Hokies moved up to 12. NC State dropped to six. It still feels like Tech should have gotten a little more of a bump for that. And NC State should have maybe dropped down a tiny bit more. When you beat a team that's ranked you know, 10, 13 slots ahead of you twice, once at home and once on the road. And the one that was at NC State, this game was significantly more convincing than the one at home. NC State also had River Baldwin in this game, which she wasn't in the game last time. So, you know, you have one of your starters back in the game who was out for the first matchup. You're on the road, and you get that game with a significant margin. I mean, I feel like that deserved a little bit more of a bump, but that's not up to me. NC State, they shot 36% from the field, 33% from three-point, and 100% from the free-throw line. They were 13-4-13 there. Virginia Tech, 40% from the field. 37% from three. They hit 11 out of 30 shots and 64% from the free throw line. They kind of struggled there, but they didn't take a ton of shots. They made seven out of 11 from the stripe. Some performers for NC State. You've got Madison Hayes, 20 points, seven rebounds. Isaiah James, 17 points, and Sanaya Rivers, 12 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 steals. Rivers has been really good defensively all year. 3 steals, I mean, that's a fantastic number. I think she averages over 2. You know, once again, disruptive on the defensive side. She got, you know, a few buckets, but NC State just couldn't really get it going in the second half. That's where they really struggled. Performers for the Hokies. Liz Kitley, 25 points, 13 rebounds, 5 on the offensive side, 2 blocks, 3 steals. Eck had 14 and 7, and Kayla King had 13 points, 4 rebounds. Following along was Amor with 12 points, 8 rebounds, and 10 assists for the double-double. Close to a triple-double, uh, just 2 more rebounds for her would have done it couple notes on the games uh one thing that really stood out to me i had to double check with a few different sites was nc state only had four assists for the whole game iso ball really dominated points off rebounds just second chance points they weren't swinging and moving as much and then scoring off of that it was a lot of iso shots and drives it was a lot of rebounds, second chance points coming for them. Just only four assists. That really shocked me. The Hokies, on the other hand, had 18. Amor had 10 herself. Moving the ball really efficiently made a huge difference. That's one of the things that this team does really well is swing the rock around the outside amongst the shooters. Usually one of them will get open. You can kick it into Kitley. A lot of times she gets double teamed and 
feed it back out to the perimeter to make a shot. They really move the ball well and find the open players on the court at a really high clip. Hokies out-rebounded NC State by 17 on the game. That's incredible. They had 15 offensive rebounds. Five for Kitley, five for Strack, and five for the rest of the team. This is the second time that they beat NC State. And just a really good win for them, uh, continuing that hot streak. Now we're going to move into the Boston College game. Ooh, this one got ugly. We saw a couple of really, really oddly officiated plays late in the game. There was a lot of fouls. It was starting to get super chippy, uh, but especially late in the game. Kayla King on defense, she rolled her ankle a little bit and was on the ground. She couldn't get up at the time. She ended up being okay, but she was on the ground holding her ankle. And one of the Boston College players just ran into her and tripped over her. King wasn't moving at all. But the player was, I believe, guarding Amor as she brought the ball up. Boston College, I think they made their shot, and so the Hokies inbounded while King was on the ground. Amor was trying to break the press, and the player just ran into Kayla King and tripped over her, and she got called for a blocking foul. Very oddly officiated play right there. And then you had Liz Kitley. Uh, she got elbowed right in the forehead really hard uh, it left a big knot on her forehead for the rest of the night just a couple minutes left in the game you know you would have liked to see a little bit more out of that it on video it didn't really look like a basketball play it looked like something that was going to get in an intentional a flagrant you know maybe a tech something like that but it didn't Coach Brooks was furious about that game in the press conference. You could hear it in his voice. You could tell it by his words. He was just unhappy with the safety of the game. He said that, you know, Kitley gets beat up like this all the time. She's always getting hard fouls, and she's so good that it's almost like they don't call everything on her. You see her get fouled all the time, really tough. And she just doesn't get a lot of the calls that it feels like she should. Um, so he's unhappy about that and just the safety of the game. He even said that, you know, he's glad Kitley wanted to come back because she gets fouled so hard and beat up, you know, every game that he's happy she even wanted to come back and didn't just want to, you know, move on with her career you know, go into the draft and go from there. He's happy that she wanted to come back, you know, despite getting fouled and beat up like this. And that, you know, the the game and the officiating really needs to be better or else, he said, all our tall girls are going to go play volleyball. Uh, if it's just not safe for them, they're not going to keep playing the game. And he was just really, really unhappy about that and how the game was officiated specifically with regards to Kitley in the post. So Virginia Tech did end up taking this Boston College game at 74-63. It was a worrying start to the game. The Hokies didn't score for the first three minutes against a team that they're really scrappy on defense, but 
you expected Tech to come out with a win for this one. Boston College only managed four points during that short stretch, but it was still concerning to see a slow start for the Hokies against this Eagles team. They finally got going with back-to-back threes from Eck and Amor. Uh, Then they started pushing it low to Kitley and Strack, scoring 11 more in the first quarter. Struggled to hit shots in the first. They were 30% from the field, 2 of 10 from 3. So just another one of those games where the shots weren't quite falling like they have been this season. Tech ran into a little bit of trouble holding on to the ball in the second quarter. They had four turnovers, tons of second chance points and rebounds made up for it quite a bit. They had a plus 10 rebounding margin just in the second quarter. They had plus five on the offensive rebounds and they had 12 second chance points. So really good second quarter for them despite the turnover trouble they led by eight at the half not not a bad lead but you'd like to see a little bit more against boston college the third quarter blitz opened up really really well tech hit three threes in just one minute early in the third to go up 12 Uh, they were interrupted by a jump shot from todd but otherwise nine points in one minute is incredible. Amor made one. Then the Hokies went quiet after that. There was a three-minute drought, but they held Boston College pretty well. They only managed to get one bucket in the hoop. Finished the third with 15 points, another fairly low quarter for them, identical to the first quarter. I believe Boston College outscored the Hokies by two in that third quarter. But moving into the fourth, that's where things really shifted and got ugly. Like I said, that's where that Kayla King play happened. That's when Kitley got elbowed. Those two terrible calls were just hard to watch. It was really impressive seeing Kitley stay in the game after that, though. When it comes to questioning her toughness, that's one of those times when I don't know how you can. It was visible the mark on her head you could tell that she was hurting she grabbed her forehead really really roughly you know she did that and stayed in the game and a couple plays later she had a block she never left the floor after that you could tell that you know coach brooks probably wanted to pull her at least to just check on her for a minute but she wouldn't come off the floor Uh, she stayed in and played really well to finish out the game Hokies closed out strong. They finished with 22 points in the fourth quarter to get the win by 11 against uh, Boston College. Shooting-wise, BC was 41% from the field, 33% from deep, and 50% from the free-throw line, while Tech shot 40% from the field, 27 from three. They made nine out of 33 shots, and they were 83. 5% from the free throw line. Big performers. Sid Berry had 15, 5 rebounds and 3 assists for Boston College. Todd had 15 and 5 as well. And Andrea Daly had 11 points 
Virginia Tech, Amor had 26, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Kitley with 24. She also had 15 rebounds for the double-double, 8 on the offensive end. Virginia Tech really had a huge height advantage against Boston College that helped a lot with the rebounds. So 8 on the offensive side and 2 blocks. Matilda Eck, she had 9 points and 6 rebounds. And Strack had 7 points, 6 rebounds, 2 blocks, one steal in only 14 minutes of play. Really good line for her with just 14 minutes on the court. A few notes on the game. The Hokies were incredible rebounding. Like I said, they had 20 offensive rebounds. Usually in a game where a team rebounds really, really poorly, they'll have 20 rebounds total as a team. And Tech had 20 on the offensive end. That is incredible. Kitley with 8. Sumiel and Strack had 4 each. Fantastic game from those 3 down low. Led to 20 second chance points for the Hokies off of so many offensive rebounds. Boston College's defensive style was very interesting Got to give them credit. They were disruptive. They attacked a lot. They forced quite a few turnovers. But the fouls were just a little bit much, if you ask me. They got VT to lose the ball 17 times. A lot of them were from fouls. Uh, you know, there were a couple charges, off-ball fouls, things like that. Uh, led to 16 points from the Eagles. That gave them a huge bump in staying in the game. Yeah, another good win for Tech. You got to feel for Kitley a little bit. She did get beat pretty hard during this one, but ended up turning out just fine against Duke. She had a fantastic game like we covered earlier. We'll probably be back tomorrow to recap the men's game against Notre Dame and the men's game against Florida State. Loss against the Fighting Irish and they took down the Seminoles. Um, so make sure you tune in for those coming up. In the meantime, today's baseball's opening day for Tech, so maybe give that a look. Uh, softball's played a couple games already, but they've got quite a few more coming up this weekend. So tune in for some Hokies Diamond Sports in the meantime. Uh, well, we don't have too much basketball coming up, and we'll catch you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.